Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. I'm an addict and alcoholic. This is a show for other addicts and alcoholics and also for their families and for anyone who knows us. If this is your first time listening, we have over 300 episodes in the bank. You can go back and listen to all of them. If you can't get to a meeting right now, which is completely understandable, you can go back and listen to any of our episodes. Please do. We welcome you. And if you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and like us because uh, it makes me happy. gives me a reason to wake up tomorrow. Part three of our three-part episode with this week's guest, Bruce. In today's episode, we're going to find out what he was able to reclaim in sobriety, how he got his love of life back, and how he healed his heart. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. One thing that I've been really, really grateful for that has returned to me that happened within the first... um, I don't know, just a few months of my sobriety is, is that, and this is when I sort of knew that this was not just like a joke. This was a, this was like a real deal thing. Um, I was watching a television show. I'd gotten a new, you know, apartment. My roommate uh, was great. Uh, perfect place for me to land in between. We were watching television. I was watching a, a documentary about Picasso. And I'd remembered that when I'd seen there was a Picasso exhibition or some kind of exhibition where there was a few Picasso paintings that were at the Museum of Modern Art. That was one of the places where I didn't go to see the show. I sat there and drank. Right. When I saw that painting on the television, I was like, I can't tell you the idea of like, wow, I'd never really seen it before. I'd never really looked at it. I finally got back as an artistic person or as somebody that is, is really sensitive to that uh, aspect and culture. I was curious about things. I was now, I was like, wow, that thing is that, that's amazing painting. That's this amazing thing that I, for years, like this film, just like, yeah, whatever. I didn't think anything uh-huh. of it. And I was so, to this day, I'm so grateful that that returned to me. Uh, and, that, and that is something that is remained. And that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm, for anybody that, you know, thinks about what practically happens. Yeah, you can lose weight because you're not drinking. Yeah, your cl- skin can clear up. But I got back a level of curiosity about the world. I got back the idea of seeing things in a completely different, uh, in a, in my, my creative brain started to go again. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you, what did you, do you feel like that's something that's returned to you within yeah. Well, I mean, at first there's, you know, the thing they call a pink cloud. Yeah. So, you know, at like about 90 days, I was like walking on air and I felt like, you know, everything was just so great. And then in about 18 months, I really hit a wall with depression. I moved cities. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I kind of had to start over with recovery and like kind of be a newcomer again. And I didn't know how to like adjust to that. And like, I went through a period of depression, but like, yeah, once I got through it, I felt like completely different. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, everything, everything like will be returned to you and more, yeah. you know, you just stay sober. I mean, yeah. promises. Yeah. And like I said, and, and if it, and if anything, if, you know, if anybody that ever hears this, just understands that even if you are vain and uh, one dimensional, like I can be sometime, that's fine. It keeps you away from a drink. Fine. If you care whatever about the way, works. you know, whatever works. I, I really, I 100% believe that. And the steps have been something that I have engaged in. Uh, sponsorship has not been something that I've, I've uh, been particularly successful at, 
but it doesn't matter. I go to meetings. I talk to other sober alcoholics and gratitude is, especially right now, is absolutely 1000% important. I have food. I have a place to live. I have a fucking job. I don't, you know, I, maybe I got a little bit, I got a salary, a little bit of a salary cut, but that's probably going to be done. I have a job for Christ's sake. That isn't what everybody has. I have food. I have my health. Um, these are things to be grateful for eternally, but just that's enough to keep it going. So I, I, you know, yeah, gratitude is is like one of the most important things to me too. I have somebody who shares her gratitude list with me every night and then I send it back. And it's, it's like, if she didn't send that to me, I probably wouldn't think to be grateful. Yeah. So it's so important to me to, you know, have friends who, you know, know how to work this program and who have time and are sober and, and know what to do so that I can follow after them. Because left to my own devices, I, I'll make the worst choice ever. Oh my God. I, like, yeah, like at the end, I was a chemist with all the stuff I had to mix, you know, just to get out of bed. And it was like, what kind of life was that? I, the amount of energy it takes to do that. You, you oh don't realize God. like what, it, what you put into that. It's like, God, what I could have accomplished, but whatever, I, that's, that's yeah. done. I don't care about that now. It's like, but that energy, I don't ever want to have to do that again. No, I know. It was so consuming. It was just all consuming. Yeah. To live like that. It was so hard. It was, and like, it seemed like it was making, you know, I told myself I was making my life easier, but no, like it was, it was just so hard. Yeah. And I have to remind myself of that when I get lazy and, and sobriety, when I'm like, I don't want a commitment for a minute, you know, <laughs> like, like, I want, like I want six months without a commitment. And then I'm like, uh, no, because I put so much energy into drinking and using that yeah. I can't think like that. Yeah. And I, 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 especially during this particular time, um, a few friends of mine that um, uh, we would go out to fellowship after meetings. We've, we basically have like a noontime Zoom fellowship uh, where you don't necessarily need to talk about the program, but invariably because of the length of sobriety that we all sort of have, we start talking about it. But we also, we talk shit about people and we're judging and we're doing all of that. But at the same time, you also have a measure of compassion. Like, man, I'm so glad that I'm in this place and I'm sorry that this person is over here is, is in that, but that isn't what I'm experiencing and I can try to give them my, my experience, strength and hope. Yeah. And it's also realizing that you can have these crappy feelings about like, oh, well, I hate this part. You can have that. Fine. Have that for the, you know, however um, 30 seconds, few nanoseconds that it goes on. As long as it can go into something that's more like, okay, fine. I had that. It's done. Now I'm going to move on. Like, right. because there's, there's absolutely no reason to have that. I, you know, yeah. Thankfully for me, that's partially because of my uh, taking medication for depression, but that's whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Those, those synapses are, have been changed. Um, right. The idea is like, you know, I can't, oh God, I can't rip off my boss. I can't steal cash anymore. Right. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> feel good anymore. I need that. It's mine. I need to have it. Oh, God damn it. I have to do the right thing. Exactly. You grow a conscience. Like, where? uh, (laughs) When did that come in? You can't lie. I know. It's so weird. Like, what what used to just be normal, now you can't do because it feels terrible. Absolutely. I cannot do it. I can't do it. It'll eat you alive if you do anything like that. Uh, Yep. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the most important thing you found about like during the pandemic? What's the most important thing that's, that's kept you sober or, or what, like, what have you done to keep your sanity? I think part of it has been uh, because of my, you know, sort of disjointed relationship with zoom meetings has been 
uh, this fellowship that I have with the, my few close friends. I don't have a, I don't have a huge network of like, oh, hey girl, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I have like four or five guys that I know that we will be able to share with each other. That has been super important. That and uh, being able to, to get outside, to get some exercise, to do something that is not just sitting there. I'm, you know, I have to tell you, it's been very challenging within the last week, as I'm sure you know, within San Francisco, within any yeah. kind of, anywhere really. It's really been very difficult to not think like we are at the fucking end of days. Uh, you know, one day I sat there and I flipped between reruns of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars and MSNBC CNN. Those three things just got just putting them on a loop. And that didn't do anything except make me get anxious. And I finally realized like, whether you like or dislike the people that are speaking, the people that are in that Zoom AA meeting, you've got to fucking go. Just go. If you feel like you have to mute them or if you feel as if you just have to put that little box up in the corner, do it. But sit there and listen to it through your ears. Something is going to come in. And it's more important to do that rather than saying within that loop. And that's been, you know, that's myself. I'm telling myself I need to be more responsible for doing that. You know, it's fine. I'm going to be judgmental of people. I'm going to be judgmental of your living room. I don't, you know, (laughs) not of your living room. Yours is great. You have perfect lighting, by the way. (laughs) Distractions in the background. You don't have like stuff strewn all over the place. Right. Or like a movie picture where the person's face, Uh, like their head dissolves into it and they just look all weird and pixelated. I know. I don't get that. No. I know. But I think this, I mean, this is going to be staying with us for some time. Uh, yeah. I'm, I really do value having in-person meetings, but that fellowship has been, it's been really important. And it's, it's been something that um, I, I sort of have come to rely on uh, that. And just the idea that there is this light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's fucking weird. It's just weird. There's no two ways about it. Um, I did no. not think that it was going to be, this was what, you know, 2020 was going to turn into, but who, whatever, I don't know what's going to turn out, how I it's going to turn out. And that's what, that's what they tell us, you know, and that's what, well, that's what we learn by being sober and by being in yes. recovery is how to, how to handle that. Cause it is the new normal. Yep. You know, it's like, I was talking to somebody about how, when I used to be in rehab, I was always like, I can't wait to get out so I can start my life. You know, and I had no life. <laughs> there was no life. My life, not if I wasn't sober, there was no life. So it's Absolutely. like, this is life right now. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I have to remember is that, you know, I don't like it. I wish it was over. Uh, but at the same time, what, do you, what am I going to do? What am I not? I'm not I, can, I can't even imagine trying to pick up now. I mean, that would be what? What for what purpose? Absolutely. Wow. So I can sit like in, uh, no. In silence by yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just Great. be miserable. Awesome. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, no, and it's like what you said about vanity. It is so funny because I, I know um, a woman in recovery, recovery who barely, she's got like 30 years or something, and she openly will tell you that the reason she quit twinking is because her nose turned red. And, she's like, oh, that's and like, she looked like W.C. Fields. And she, was like, she was like, I can't look at myself in the mirror. I'm quitting drinking. Well, that's kind of, you know, when you get to be a gay of a certain age, it's like, I can't even think about me drinking, like sitting at the monster piano bar that's in the West Village, like, you know, just sort of sitting there. Oh, God. Waiting for some, you know, 
definitely paying for you know a hooker that yeah. was good and yep. beyond drugs that's definitely i'm not gonna like look for huh why what just the fact that i just took that time to say that is like why there's nothing uh-huh. nothing that's coming out of that there's nothing that is interesting nothing comes out of that and right yeah when you play the tape through it always ends badly it always ends badly oh god yeah you know i'm i'm definitely as i said my my you know in what i'm trying to do and what i'm trying to keep doing and by saying this and saying this to you is I have to learn on how to mitigate my resentments against other people in the program, especially within the context of this, uh, this kind of, of, of meeting. Uh, right. That's really been my most important thing. It is none of my business what the fuck is going on with you. It is my, my business to stay sober, to do service, uh, to give back when I possibly can, and that's really, that's got to be it. And th- that's really what I have to constantly remember. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's too important right now. To, I need to stay, you know, as you probably know, you just, you, you need to stay grounded for whatever other shit's going to happen. Yeah. What other horse of, horseman's going to come down our way. Right. But, you know, it's, it's it, you know, energy has to be kept for things that are really, really necessary, you know, giving a shit because somebody is on their exercise bike on a, on a zoom call is like, really, this is I know. Not, not that important. Really I know. Not that important. It was important. It's really not that important. Right. Yeah. And that's, I, that's the other thing I always have to remind myself of. It's none of my business. I have to repeat that all the time. Cause I'm like, I'll start thinking and then I'll make it my business and it's not my business. Oh, it's not my business. Right. Even going to the grocery store, people are standing uh, together. It's not my, I'm like constantly going, it's not my business. It's not my business in my head. I know. That's, yeah, that's been another character defect of mine. It's like, you don't have a mask on. Why don't you? Blah, blah, blah. I know. Whereas I'm the guy that three months ago, this was February. I'm like, what are they wearing a mask for? This is hilarious. Why Me are they too. doing this? Like, now I'm like, you know, oh God, it's just so stupid. I know. None of my business. Just do what you need to do and then get the fuck out of your way and move forward. And exactly, not, you know, do not try to um, uh, uh, rule the, you, you don't rule it. It's not your, it's not your thing. Right. Say the serenity prayer. If you have to do it 50,000 times, do it. Whatever. Yeah. It, whatever's going to get you through that moment and just realize that it's just, it ain't, it ain't going to change if you decide to drink. Right. I know somebody, there's some old man that used to yell in the back of the meeting at the end of the meeting. He would go, there's nothing a drink won't make worse. And I like that instead of, there, you know, a drink won't fix anything. He's like, there's nothing that taking a drink will not make absolutely worse for us. Yep. 100%. I mean, that's, you know, I, you know, the whole, the, you know, the platitudes of like your misery will be refunded to you. I, those all absolutely 1000% are true. I, for me, I just know it. I've seen it in other people's experience and it's just, that's just the yeah. way it is. Uh, and I, I, I just, as a matter of compliment to you, I think it's so fantastic what you're, what you're doing here. The fact that you're engaging with people, with sober people and presenting this in this, I mean, I, I live for podcasts. I absolutely, I'm, ad- I'm addicted to them. I start jonesing when I don't have like a new one. Like <laughs> that's uh-huh. the end of the episodes. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh God. So I, you know, the fact that you're doing this and the fact that you're engaged in this and that you're giving the opportunity for people to, uh, to tell their stories, I think it's just, I, I just think it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. When I got sober, I was like, if I don't, if I'm not open about my story, I just feel like I'm doomed to repeat it. 
yeah. you know, and I feel like it always helps somebody. There's always somebody who's going to relate to somebody's story. Depend, you know, there's always something you can take and the rest you can leave behind, as they say. But absolutely, yeah, absolutely. it's important for us to be sharing our stories and having these conversations because people feel alone. Yeah, and for those people in the rooms that are that have counted days within the time of this quarantine, God fucking bless them. Oh the, uh, right. How the uh, f I can bow to them. I know. I know. I, when I, I see people like the same people who who had six days a month ago, still at the meeting next week, and then now they've got like twenty days. I'm like, my God, you're amazing. Yeah, because I there's you know, God. That's why I know that it. That's why I know that it works. Uh, yep. And that's and that is the things that I do need to return to keep and keep in mind and keep me uh, on the beam, so to speak. Yeah. There's something to it. Yeah. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for being on Radio Rehab and for sharing your story with us. Oh, I you. know there's lots of people who got a lot out of it, including me. I hope so. And I'm sorry if I start, I realize that, you know, I have a tendency to babble on. My first speaking commitment, it was a three-speaker meeting, and I went for like 40 minutes with people going like this on the sidelines. <laughs> so I didn't like, well, then this happened so I really appreciate your, your uh, you know, putting up with my verbosity, but. Um, no, I love that. I want to hear a story. Well, thank you. And I appreciate that. I'm grateful to you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for our three-part episode with Bruce. Thanks so much to Bruce for being on the show, for sharing his experience, strength, and hope with the rest of us. I could not appreciate you more, Bruce. Thank you so much. Check us out on Friday. Producer Shar and I will be doing a weekly roundup and you can find out if I've gone insane yet or not. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be on the show or you know anyone who should be on the show, please contact us. The email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can also call or text 415-496-9511 even when we're not in studio. And on all the socials, it's at Radio Rehab Dana, D-A-Y-N-A. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back.